Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's been a, a very good year. Well, it's been a very... Um, uh, that, that slipped out. It's been one interesting year, to say the least. However, it looks like we've, uh, we have a change in leadership. We now have the Biden administration in charge of the government and um, the current commander in chief Trump is no longer the elected president of the United States. This has been recorded before inauguration, so as of right now, um, Joe Biden is the president-elect. Not officially sworn in, but he is the next president of the United States. And I think it's a it's a long road we've come in the American system. I I started this, you know, in a way due to some frustration of the American process. I saw division, and I saw that those divisions had a way of destroying us. I really believe nations tend to crumble when there is too much internal fighting, when we refuse to listen to one another. And I was worried about that. So it's like, what can we do for a better America? And I was talking more about unity, talking more about how we can work together, how we can change our system from inside out, from top down. You know, from left to right, from right to left. And um, it's a good day for the American system because as General um, Mattis wrote earlier in an op-ed, he said, um, this is an old general, um, he's lived a long life, he's served under multiple presidents, he's been to combat, and he's been a general for a long time. And he's someone who has not come out and just openly speak ill of the president, he's been someone who has maintained his balance and tried to respect the office of the presidency because for a general legacy, for a general that matters, there's no point in criticizing the commander in chief even if, you know, you no longer work for him. But something general said that, that really struck a chord with me was, this is the first president in his lifetime that he has witnessed that doesn't care to unite the American people. In fact, he doesn't even pretend to care. And I thought, you know, in a very divisive country of 300 plus million people, number one, economically speaking, um, number one in the military might, um, number one in innovation. And um, if you look at population and GDP per capita, this is still, you know, pretty high. And one of the best places to live on in, the, in all of the world. And it's, I would say, pound for pound, probably the most diverse um, country on earth has to be the U.S., given its its um, its mix of cultures, from you know immigrant population to you know um, its American heritage, you know Italian American, um, Polish American, Mexican Americans, Greek Americans, you know Middle Eastern Americans, Indian Americans, Asian Americans, African Americans, you know. Um, European Americans barely a generation ago from the 60s and you know post World War II 
Jewish American. So it's very diverse in that sense. And I think there's so much beauty in that diversity that if we really embrace that some more, I really think this country has um, potential to do better and do greater. Um, I feel like I'm gonna need a little deviation here because it's just how much I believe in what we can do and who we are as the American people, as American process. But um, it's good we have a new leadership. It's good we have changed hands. We've put the leadership, the office of the presidency in the hand of someone who does care to unite the American people. And my hope is that um, you don't campaign as someone that wants to be American president and then lead as someone that is otherwise. Because at the end of the day, in my belief, and I think I've spoken this in the earlier podcast, if you run a Senate race and there's, you know, millions of votes and you get 60% and the other person gets, you know, 40% and you win and it was a million votes, don't be so deluded into your thinking that you should only represent 600,000 people when you're presenting a million people, right? So the president, yes, he got close to 80 million votes, but the other guy also got 70 plus million votes, right? There's no way you could lead the American system that way. That is almost a, you know, what a, 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 you know, 52-48 split, right? So it's very important um, going forward that we um, build a nation and a system of unity. And if the Republican senators do believe that their job is to be a stumbling block to the next presidency. Um, in fact, if any congressman or any political representative from either side think their job is to go above and beyond to really stifle the job of the, of the presidency, but in the long run, the American people are paying the price, that person is a fool and should not serve in the United States Congress because it's, it doesn't help us in the long run. So I don't know what the future holds in the sense of how the Congress will cooperate with the new administration. It looks like we may get a, you know, Republican Senate and a House um, Democrat and a um, Democratic president. We may also, but even at that, the likelihood is right now there's a runoff election in Georgia. I'm under the perception that Georgia will send one Republican senator and one Democratic um, senator. I'm not sure of this. I don't know what the outcome will hold. We have Raphael Warnock right now running on the Democrat side and John Ossoff versus um, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler on the other side. And I think Georgia will send one of each. I don't think the Senate will flip. But even if that happens, we have a situation where you would now have, let's call it 50-48. Yeah, you would have 51-49. The, the, the Senate majority will only have two more. I assume the Republicans keep the Senate. If the Democrats win, the Senate will be literally a 50-50 split with the vice president being the tiebreaker, although Democrats will get the edge to control the votes and all the things. That tells you how close this is. 
And for me, that's a message from the American people saying, just work together. Just figure this out. And I think that's what our leadership needs to embrace. And this deep, divisive, corrosive politics, it will, it, it, it can destroy us. And we need to start looking at leaders on both sides in 2021 to work together. And in 2022, when the Senate is up for re-election in the House, we need to look at the leaders that participated, whether it's legally, by suing the presidency, or participated vocally by going to the media and creating division. This includes the Democratic side. Or even in their own votes, by just being a stumbling block, even when there is things that needs to work for the nation. So better workers' rights across the U.S., criminal justice reform across the U.S., healthcare reform across the U.S., better pay, better pay, pay time off, um, antitrust legislation, which I believe competition in the long run increase wages and increase benefits. So we got to keep that in mind. Um, we need to have that unity and those who are working against that, which I think both sides need this. Like I want to make more pretty sure a white person wants to make more, I'm pretty sure a Democrat wants to make more and keep more of the money, right? So, if there's just continuous division and that slows down the progress for our people, also immigration reform and all those things that look like Americans want to be done, then we should consider not having those people beyond 20. 22 on both sides of the party it's time we change for a better America and um, I just my belief did not see the current president Donald Trump as a uniter he seemed to like the division and to play into the game of that so it's good we're changing leadership and we can take steps from here we hope that the next president Biden um, leads with more unity and let us hold our leaders accountable next year thank you